We're back. Podsters, we are so back. Here's what's back. It's a new year. I've been away for a few weeks. I don't know if you knew that, but I pre-recorded a bunch of podcasts and I really haven't been recording and I, I missed you. I missed you. I missed doing these recordings. So we're back and we're so back. We're back with new year energy. We're back with new ideas. We're back with new episodes. January is going to be awesome. And to kick us off, to kick us off, we're going to talk about words because as you know, words matter. And when I think about words and choosing my word every year, by the way, if you're not really into choosing a word, no problem. I have been seeing so much the past week or so about manifestation and words and goal setting and goal planning and best you in 2024 and leave this behind and think about this and think about that and think about the other thing. And yes, yes, this is a time of year when some people do that. If you're not feeling it, don't worry about it. If you really don't want to sit down and plan your year yet, no problem. Wait until you're in the right mindset. There is no rule. The 1231 clock strikes midnight is arbitrary. And this is your permission. If you're not really into it, fine. Take a break. Come back. Of course, you should listen to this episode, but take a break and come back when you're in the right mindset. Because if you set your goals with jank energy, you're going to resent them. So wait until you have better energy. Anyway, this episode, we're talking about your word for the year. And here's what I want to tell you. If you want to ease into the new year, see what I did there, ease? If you want to ease into the new year, no problem. You do you and you come back when you're ready. If you are into setting a word and you've set yours or you haven't or you want to hear about it, there's no one better than Beth Canals, the original OG co-host of Unmute Yourself, the podcast. When I was thinking about this episode, oh, I knew, I knew Beth had to come back. So she's back. We're talking about our word for the year. We're talking about the power of the words you choose. And it's just a fun episode. So buckle up and let's do this. Are you ready to speak up, stand out, and get your seat at the table? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to Unmute Yourself, the podcast where you'll get real-life anecdotes and actionable tools for you to step into your strengths, debunk imposter syndrome, truly know your worth, and show up like you own the room every time. I'm your host, Nancy Medoff, who did the thing and followed my passion for empowering women like you to unleash that inner spark and become who you know you are meant to be. I'm a diehard foodie with a raging Skittles habit who will not stop until women everywhere unmute themselves and truly thrive at work, at home, or wherever you may be. Let's do this. Podsters, you are not going to believe what's about to happen. As a matter of fact, I might get a little choked. We have today. Well, let me back up. Today, we're going to talk about your word, my word, people's words, the act of choosing a word, why words matter, and all things around words. Who better? I can think of no one better to come back for a guest encore performance of Unmute Yourself, the podcast, then the original co-host, co-founder, co-person, the original, the only, Beth Canals, folks. She is back. Welcome back, Beth. Oh, thank you, Nancy. What an introduction. That was fabulous. I'm glad to be here, Podsters. Glad to be here. So what's been with your life since since you took a step back from Unmute Yourself, the podcast? 
everything and nothing. Just been doing a lot of writing and going to my kids' wedding. And so fun. Yeah, just helping my older kid get her stuff together. She's got a job. She was unemployed for a bit. And my youngest is heading to medical school next year. Med school. How do you like that, Podsters? Med school. Oh, I mean, I would out say he's probably wicked smart, is he not? He is wicked smart. Little wise guy, genius. Awesome. That's so great. That must be so fulfilling to see your chickens fly the coop and to fly the coop like and flourish. That's amazing. Yes. And to leave me some space in the coop. <laughs> Get the coop back. The coop is back. That's great. It's awesome. I cool. Uh, what's been going on in your business, by the way? Anything you want to talk about before we get into it? Gosh, I'm on the upswing, I have to say. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know these things are a process. So a couple of years ago, I was like, I want to take the week off between Christmas and New Year's. I took that week off and did not prepare myself for January. Oh, I remember that. I remember. Like, why do I not have any business in January? <laughs> right. I didn't set myself up for success. And then the next year, I also took the week off and set myself up for success and then dealt with some crazy health issues. So I had set myself up and then had to deal with the unexpected. And this year, I have set myself up for success and I am taking next week off. Great. And I think I'm going to be, I think this is going to be it. This is going to be the what I was expecting. I just knocked on wood. Yes. Amen. Right. That's awesome. What are you going to do in your week off? Anything? Anything you want to share with the world? So my thing is, I don't really like to plan when I have time to myself. I feel like I spend so much time awesome. planning. I have a girlfriend I might meet halfway in Connecticut somewhere. She's from New York. Nice. And spend the day together. And my husband is off, so I'm sure he'll have great. some. That's great. That's great. I find oh. when I take a week off like that, I stack it full of things I want to do, like uh, fun things, but then mm -hmm. I overcommit on the fun things and then they become less fun. So I need to take a page from your book and not overcommit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we're here. We are talking about your word, Podsters, your word for 2024. So we have a lot of new people in the community. I think it's probably a good idea to back up a little bit and say, Beth and I both feel strongly that words matter and are strategic in the words that we choose. As a writer, Beth, you know, does this. She has to do this. And as with me, I, you know, words matter. Change the conversation, change your life. So we have done a few episodes about, or a few discussions about choosing words. I'll start with you, Beth. So what is your word or words for 2024? Right. I'm By the way, Podsters, I'm in suspense because I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't, everybody else chooses a word. I choose three words. No, I do know people who choose three words because somebody, you know, let me know about that. So that's what I've always done. So my three words are attraction, Ooh. momentum, and surrender. Didn't you have surrender last year? You've never had surrender? Nice. Again, I'm doing it again. No, I went back and looked, actually. I did not. So tell me, tell us about that. Tell the podsters about why so, you chose all that stuff. This past year was a year that I honestly loved all of my clients. And I think that that takes a strategic attraction. 
right? You have to think about who are you specifically talking to? Who do you really want to bring in? How do you use storytelling to make yourself relatable to that audience that you want to work with? And so not only am I using that for myself, but it's something I really want to instill in my clients and when I write their copy. So that's a full circle because there, a lot of the times we're like, oh, ooh, pick me, pick me, right? That's how we are with clients. And we give up that control of, well, who do I want to work with? Mm -hmm. so I think focusing on attraction and how you attract those people is, is really important. So my next word, momentum, I think is self-explanatory after telling you what my year was like last year. I've just been trying to like rebuild that momentum I had hoped to have um, and to keep it steady and to keep going because you can also overdo it and go off the rails and crash. Mm -hmm. Have that nice kind of momentum moving forward, meeting and working with the right people and um you know, in life as well, you know, now that my nest is empty, doing some really great things for myself or with my husband in our home. And the third one is surrender, because I think no matter what end you're at, whether it's that you are having all of this joyous abundance and success or whether you're hitting up some struggles Things are going to happen that are not in your control and you have to, you know, you can fight those things, but that's just going to make it harder, <laughs> right? Any sort of resistance or hesitation. And there's something, there's a strength to being able to surrender, I think, either way and just saying, I'm going to let this happen and do the best I can. I'm not going to be kicking and screaming through the entire thing. I love it. I love it. I love that. I love that like surrender to me, very different feeling than attraction and momentum. So it's, you know, attracts momentum. And then it's also, it's, it's, it's very different. It's an, it's a huge balance. It's a huge balance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Something you said about attraction, when you were talking about attraction and attracting the clients or the job or the career or whatever that, that you want, what I was thinking when you were talking was you can't pick and choose without putting it out there and attracting those people. So what I heard you say was, you know, you, you loved working, you loved all your clients. You loved working with all your clients last year. And I remember when I was in my sales roles, I wouldn't work with people I didn't, that I wasn't attracted to in that sense. I just didn't, I, it, it didn't work out. And I wonder if it was the chicken or the egg. I wonder if I didn't work with them because there wasn't the mutual attraction. So I lost the business or if it was strategically putting it out there and being responsible for attracting those kind of clients. And to me, you can't, you can't expect to love all your clients if you're not doing what you need to do to put it out there, right? Exactly, exactly. And I think that we, somewhere we pick up this kind of desperate mindset where we're like, I have to get whatever clients I can and let me just throw all my content out there, my copy, and I'll take you know what I get. And then we get clients and we work with them and it doesn't go that well and we're not happy and they're not happy and that affects your testimonial and whether you get referrals and your motivation and your inspiration and it's just so much easier up front to speak directly to the people you're like that's the type of person i want to work with i love it i love it same thing podsters if you're not in business for yourself and if you're if you're looking for the if you're looking for a new career or a new job 
you would like attracts like. So you need to figure out what it is that you want to be doing and you will get attracted to that kind of a role or that kind of a boss or that kind of an organization. Got to figure it out, you know, as Beth said, through storytelling. And again, if, if you're not out there putting out content through storytelling in your interviews or storytelling that you're telling yourself, like, what is it you want to be doing? Because just putting it out there, you'll attract like attracts like. Love it. Love it. I love surrender. And you, I don't know if you'll remember this, but, and that's a great segue. Surrender is going to be a great segue to my word, which I'll, do you know what my word is, by the way? I don't know what your okay, word is. I'm going to get to that in a minute. So, I, cause I really want to hear what you think. So surrender for me is being less tied to the outcome, right? Understanding what you can control and what you can't control. It's not giving up. I think a lot of people a lot of people would would equate surrender with giving up. The way I look at it, it's everything is temporary. I'm going to allow this to be whatever it is and be in this moment and realize that everything is temporary. Like, yeah, she's laughing. Why are you laughing? Well, it's making me think when I was a kid, I feel like I had a million throat cultures for strep throat. And that's the place where it is best to surrender. And not writhe on the table. Just let them take the swab. Otherwise, it's just torturous, right? That is a place where surrender would have helped me. Wow. What a connection. <laughs> Rather than fight it, well, like take getting a shot, right? Same thing with getting a shot. Right, um, right. Hit. Rather than oh, fight no. it. Like, like if you relax oh, and surrender, like this is happening. This is happening. I can't control it not happening. It's yeah. a really good analogy. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I go back to me and my poison ivy. Remember the poison ivy incident in 2022? I do. So this is when I had poison ivy puzzles for like 12 weeks. It was rather beautiful, brutal. Anyway, so surrender is a great lead into my word, which is, you're, I think you're going to be blown away. Ease. Ease. Very nice. Ease is an excellent word. So. Yes, tell us. About this briefly. I don't mean easy. I don't mean easy. And I was talking to someone about this and they're like, well, does that mean you're not going to do anything hard? And I'm like, no. And I was kind of getting hammered on this idea of ease. But, and this is interesting because we think it, we all think it has to be hard, many of us at different times, different things. Like if I want my business to, su to be successful, it has to be hard. If it's not hard and if we're enjoying the journey, sometimes our natural instinct is to think that something is wrong. Like, well, wait a minute. I'm having a great time. I'm doing things with ease. I'm doing things with joy. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. So, so I want to incorporate this concept of ease into everything that I do. So what this means to me, because I was doing a, I was writing some content about what I want to leave behind in 2023. And I want to ask you this question in a second. And what I want to leave behind. So this is not related to ease or it wasn't as I was doing this. I have a little, I have some alpaca wool that's getting caught on my face because I'm wearing a scarf, posters, because it's freezing. Anyway, I want to leave behind struggle. I want to mm -hmm. leave behind grind. Mm -hmm. I want to leave behind complexity. And I want to leave behind shame. That's kind of, that's, that's like a, that's kind of, I wouldn't put shame with struggle, grind, and complexity, but I want to leave behind should and shame. And I don't like the word should. I don't like it. I think it's, it's, it, no, nothing good ever comes from should. So when I was thinking about what I want to leave behind, I'm like, well, the opposite of struggle is ease. 
The opposite of complexity is ease. The opposite of grind is ease. So I would say I'm pretty aligned with my word there. What do you think? Absolutely. I think so. I love the word ease. And I love that the first thing you said was not easy. It's not about it being easy. It's about taking things at a certain pace that works for you, leaving out all of the extra things that have caused drama, trauma, whatever, and just doing what you know you're capable of doing. Yeah. In a way that's fulfilling. Yeah. And I, I think that sometimes what's hard for people with ease is that I know, like for me, like my dad worked on the railroad and if, for anybody who had parents who, you know, were typical blue collar workers, things were different. You had to earn your money. Earned it. It was hard. You worked overtime. You banked your years. You did. And that's what we grew up with. Right. And that's not the case now. It's a different world. The entrepreneurial world is very different from blue collar, get your pension, put your time in sort of stuff. And it was great. And, you know, it was awesome for those people who did it. And this should be awesome for us in a different way, right? So part of that is is ease. Totally, totally. And it's, this, it's, the, it, it's the, the preconceived notion that anything, anything, anything worth, anything worth it has to be hard to get it. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and I'm talking about ease with everything. So it could be, I'm going to the airport today to, you know, whatever, go on vacation. You got to call the Uber. You got to pack the bag. You got to make sure the bag is in the right thing. You got to make sure you have your two one one toiletries. You got to, and you can take a, a simple, I mean, it's not, it's not fun to go to the airport anymore. It's just not. So how can I do that with ease? I, this is a very basic example. How can I do that with ease? Pack my bag earlier, whatever. It, step into or surrender to, I'm going to be at the airport. How can I use that time? Can I, you know, whatever, talk to people. Can I get a green juice? Like my airport has green juice that I wouldn't be able to get, fresh green juice. How can I take the grind out of the everyday? And a lot of that is perception and a little bit of action too. I don't know. What do you think about that? Great. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, there's some preparation in that and thinking about, okay, I'm going to go do this thing and it's not going to be, there's going to be some pieces of it that are not the best. What can I kind of pack around it to make it tolerable and palatable and get right. through it? Because it's not that big of a deal if you have those other things around it. Yeah. I really like it. I really like it. So then for some reason, oh, I know why. I was doing, I looked at synonyms, synonyms for ease. Uh -huh. And I like these too. So this was grace was a synonym. synonym. I love grace. I know. It's one of best favorite words. Freedom. Flow. Well-being. And enjoyment. I mean, mm -hmm. who doesn't want more of that in their life? Yeah, all of it. Yeah. And yeah. the well-being piece, right? Right. Crazy. And then there's another word that I can't read. I don't know what it was, but it was important. I just can't read it. So tell me about what you're going to leave behind in 2023. Mm, that's a good or what you want to leave behind in 2023. Right. So I think what I want to leave behind is any second guessing that I do. Oh. Right. That's great. That's ambitious. Yeah. That'll be toughy. But, you know, I think... That sometimes because we know I'm a direct speaker, 
I don't speak directly on something I'm uncertain of generally. And so I think I, you know, I'm sure there are times when I say things where people are like, hmm. <laughs> they might not necessarily like what I said, but if I'm clear and confident in what I'm saying, that should be enough for me. Otherwise, what I'm saying is, oh, if somebody's offended, then I'm not going to say what's really true to me. What's really authentic? Really, Miriam Webster? Really. This is like old home week. Okay. It really is. We did a whole episode on authenticity. I'm going to actually link to that in the show notes. Um, yes. Yeah, because, yeah, that because if you are being your authentic self, I'm not saying you shouldn't see what I did there. You or you wouldn't second guess yourself, but that's your true north. There's right. no need to second guess yourself because you're being yourself. Yes. Wow. So, and the other thing I'm going to leave behind, I'm trying really hard to use this word minimally, is the word help. Huh. You know how we hear people say, I help or people do such and such. Yeah. But is that what you do? Like, is that the best action word? Like I say now, I write copy for female entrepreneurs. And I might say that helps them, blah, blah, blah. First right. thing I say is I write, not I help, because you know how I feel about this. It's not a volunteer position. I'm not a, not a jobby. Right, not a jobby. I'm not a red striped nurse at the hospital. I'm working as an expert writer to write copy for people. And I do think that there is a little bit of that nurturing cushion that women feel when they say I help. I'm pausing because I know this is a lot of people that listen to this podcast. I cannot stand it. I think there was a time and place for it. I'm sorry, I can't. I help. I think you can say it more powerfully. I think you can say, I support women who blah, blah, blah. Or I write for women, to Beth's point. I could say, I am. I do say, I empower women. Sure, that's helping them. I, I just, I don't think help is a powerful word. It's not. Well, it's not. It's very general. It can mean many, many things. And you should be specific in what you're doing. Well, everybody's helping, right? Every Well, this is like sometimes I struggle with the word coach, right? Because at the end of the day, we're all coaching on some level. And I don't mean to insult or lessen what coaches mm -hmm. do. When mm -hmm. you're a long coach and you're coaching and that's what you do with your time, Right. That's a whole different thing than me saying that I I'm coaching some words out of someone's mouth. It's a different thing, but yeah. Yeah. So let's, well, let's, let's go down this rabbit hole. What, what can people say instead of help? I'm going to word hippo. That's where I'm going. Oh, good for you. Well, you got some good ones. I like support empower. You could say advise. You mm -hmm. could, you know, guide. I don't know if I love guide, but I know some people use it and they use it successfully. I encourage. You could say encourage. I, I don't know if I love encourage. No, I'm looking. No offense. I'm looking. This is all nouns. Let me go to verbs. I can't. I can't find the verb. There's a ton of nouns. I can't find the verb. Yeah. I. I you know. I. But and it's it's somewhat nuanced to what you actually do. So Beth's a writer. You said you. You didn't say you help. What did you say? You. I write copy and content for female entrepreneurs. And sometimes I say who needs support around communicating clearly. 
so yeah. So that's the key is to put help at the end. So I empower women to step into their strengths. Oh, I would say so that they can blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so maybe you take the help and you put it at the end. Again, no offense if that's in people's copy. Here's the verb. But particularly on LinkedIn, when I see I help coaches, then then that I'll tell you what it means to me is that's that's somebody who wants to solicit my business a hundred percent. I think when you start with I help people, blah, 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 you're selling yourself. You're trying to sell yourself the first three seconds out of your mouth. And that's that's not always great. Well, and I guess another way to think about it is that if I met you out somewhere for the first time, I wouldn't say, Hi, my name is Beth. I'm a helper. I would say, Hi, my name is Beth. I'm a writer. Yep. Yep. A business owner. Right. Yeah. This is so what I have here totally is assist, serve. I like serve. Mm. Yeah. Or I work with, I work with, I level up, I, whatever the case may be. Yeah. We, well, we went down a little tangent there, but here's what, here's what this says. This is word hippo. Sometimes it comes up with weird stuff. Save someone's bacon. (laughs) Have you ever heard that expression? No, but I will be using it. Yeah. I take care of. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of different ways you can say it. Okay, cool. So what else about 2024? Anything you want the podsters to know or anything top of mind for you? I don't know. I just see it as a blank canvas just waiting for me to design. Attract. To attract? Yeah. Build my I love those. Yeah, these are great words. Beth, by the way, she always, always shows me up when it comes to the word. Always. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. I like ease. And I'll tell you Potsters what's gonna happen. This is great. A few days from now, Beth's gonna leave me a Voxer message and she's gonna say, Hey, I was thinking about the word ease. And she's gonna say something and I'm gonna want to change my word. Cause whatever she says, like, no, watch. And no, in a good way. In a good way. Right. We'll see. Let's see what happens. We'll see what right. happens when this actually airs. Cool. Well, Beth. Yes. Welcome back. Good to have you back. We miss you. Thanks. We can hear it on Meet Yourself, the podcast. Good to be here. Are you got any programs running? I mean, we'll link to the to your website in the show notes. Maybe yes, maybe no. I don't in the moment, but I am looking to show up on some podcasts. So podsters, if you have a podcast and you'd uh, like to have a direct communicating guest, I would love it. Who doesn't want that? Someone who's direct and going to give it to you straight. Right. Love it. Awesome. Happy 2024, Podsters. I am going to put a note in Spotify to ask you what your word is. So for those of you who listen on Spotify, let us know. And that is it. Peace out. Here is to ease in 2024. Right. Peace out. That's a wrap, Podsters. And before we go, I ask you, what's one thing from today's episode that you will use this week to unmute yourself? DM me, email me, send a smoke signal, whatever you need to do. Let me know what you're going to do differently. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know and leave a five-star review on Apple. This helps me spread our message of empowerment to more people worldwide. Let's do this.